That's what's up. Okay, guys. Please look at your neighbor. Say hi, neighbor. Now look at your other neighbor. Say, how you doing, neighbor? Maybe give him a compliment. Be nice. Don't be rude. Say something nice about your neighbor. Maybe say, I like your hat or something, or you have cool hair, or I like your glasses, or I like your boots. Say something nice, all right? Now, guys, tomorrow, I don't know if you know, but tomorrow is a big festival happening at Humble Park, and it is called the Boricua Fest. If you are excited, let me get a what, what? If you are coming, let me get a what, what? That means everybody better be there, <laughs> all right? Tomorrow, meet us here at 9 in the morning. Can you say 9? All right, you get to sleep in a little bit. How many of you guys got to wake up for, you know, had to wake up for school? What time did you wake up? Just shout it out. 7, 30, 8, 6. All right, guys, you can sleep in for like an hour, okay? I need you to be here by 9 o'clock, okay? Next slide, please. What happened? What? I can't hear you. Ellie has something to say. Never mind. He said never mind. All right. Guys, just be here tomorrow. Meet us at 9 o'clock. We are going to have a good time, okay? And then look at this. We have another thing happening on Friday. This is another thing, discovering your, your purpose. We have a guest speaker coming, Pastor Gary Grogan. He's going to be here Friday and Sunday. So please come, invite your friends. You can even bring your family on Friday. It's going to be fun. So it's going to be at 7 p.m. Come here, be here, be square with your family, okay? All right, guys. And how many of you know we have a vision? Raise your hands. We have a vision. And that vision is to love God and love. Love. All right. Loving God, loving people, okay? We want you to love God and love people, all right? Those are God's two greatest commands, all right? And then we have a vision. And the first step of that vision is to connect, connect you to Jesus, help you to understand the purpose of being saved and how do you be saved. And then, you know, we want you to get involved in the church. So coming to Elevate, being a part of life groups, okay? So connecting. And then we have a second phase, and that's mentorship. Where are all my one-on-oneers at? That's what's up, okay? One-on-one, we want to teach you disciple you, help you to live like Jesus. We have a book, okay? Seven lessons. You go through it with the leader in the church, where my leader's at, okay? All right, come see one of us if you're not in discipleship so we can connect you and start mentoring you in the 101 and then we send you to 201, okay? So you can be an elder or deacon, all right? Then we have a third phase and that's send, okay? We're gonna send you out to go and make disciples, preach the gospel, help others get saved and plugged into the church. And that's exactly what we're going to do when? Specifically tomorrow, okay, guys? You guys want to live this out? Come join us and be a part of being sent out, okay? Send out. We go preach the gospel. And we have a goal here. 50 churches where? Here in Chicago, 100,000 disciples and 500 churches around the world. If you believe Jesus can do it, let me get an amen. That's what's up, okay? Now everybody stand with me. We are gonna get into our tithes and offering. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take Destiny. Destiny, what's a tithe? Don't, don't look at the screen, what's a tithe? 10% of your total. We say it all the time.
All right, thank you. 10% of your total income. And then an offering. What's an offering? What I'm looking at? What's an offering? Yeah, you got it. Whatever. Yeah, whatever you offer to God after your tithe, all right? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Woo! All right. What is 10%? What is the tithe of $888? Oh, oh, didn't give you a chance, guys. Sorry. It's $88 if you can't see that on the screen. All right. All right. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, it's wrong. Oh, come here, brother. Come here, brother. Come here. Ivan want to yell it out. Ivan. What's the correct number, Ivan? Come here, bro. I ain't giving you an option. That's what it says. All right. Come on, Ellie Maddie. What is it? $88.88. No, JK. $88.80. Is she right? Is she right? <laughs> We didn't even, all right, it's okay, Ellie Mati's got it, everybody give a clap for Ellie Mati, all right, everybody, we are going to say our scripture, Acts 20, 35, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive, let's bow our head and pray. Lord, we thank you so much for Elevate, God. We thank you for every person, God. We ask, Lord, that you would bless them, that they would be a blessing, God. We ask, God, that you would uh, just continue to be with them, lead them, and guide them in all they do. Continue to have your way in their lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Come up as you give. live my life like I'ma live forever. Like whatever or whenever, just don't tell me never. I can tell that it's some people don't want to see me better. But greatness in our DNA, he ain't made us for failure. Ugh. We live our dreams while you sleepwalking. That sound of destiny too loud, so I can't hear you talking. They said minor, we be waiting on that fire often. I'm trying to cremate a beat, it won't even see a coffin. Yeah, I bet you think that this that bragging flow. Talk about some stuff that you ain't got and press the masses flow. That's how you soul, you can buy your home that's massive flow. Thinking to myself, what's a mansion to a castle though? You love Jesus, can I get an amen? Alright, I don't want that phony stuff. If you really love Jesus, get a yeah, a louder amen. Not that loud. We want to keep our voices not broken, okay? We want to do that. All right, guys, so we have a special treat for the next two weeks. You already saw it in our announcements that we're going to have a special guest pastor come in, and we're going to have it's basically going to be a family service. But today, we have a special treat. Everybody say special treat. It's, it's kind of like cake. It's kind of like cake. It's cake to me. It's cake to me. All right, guys, I want everybody to stand on their feet and give a round of applause for the man with the plan, the man that called Stan, Rudy Santana, the Punisher. 
Yes. <laughs> All right, man. Here you go, man. Don't get it twisted. I'm not the Punisher. Don't let him fool you. I'm a grace giver. Okay, you guys sit down, please. All right, we're in an awesome series, as you can tell, Summer of Fire. Okay, it's a summer where you give your life to Jesus, right? You get on fire for the Lord, and what does that look like? It means you're dead. I'm, no, I'm serious. You guys have to die to yourselves. That's what Summer of Fire is all about. Us, as you know, among the leaders that are above you, you know, come here every week for you and see you. We want you guys to really catch a fire for God and say, you know what, I'm, w- I'm willing to leave it all behind. All this stuff, all, everything I've been living for up to this point, I'm willing to leave it all behind. Because you know what, guess what happens when you throw something in the fire? It turns to ashes, right? Boom. Dead. <laughs> I'm serious. You guys, that's, what did Jesus say? He said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. But we're excited because it's just the beginning of the summer of fire. Amen? Yes. Uh, amen. Let's go to, well, if you have your Bibles, who has your Bibles? Wave it in the air. Wave it in the air. Okay, I see a lot of phones. <laughs> There's a paper Bible. Praise God. Okay. Amen. Well, we're going to go to 1 Kings chapter 18. You guys know where that's at? It's in the Old Testament. Look to your neighbor and say, where the Old Testament at? <laughs> it's before the book of Matthew. If you have trouble, go to the b- table of contents. You'll probably find it. But I have an awesome story about a prophet named Elijah. Not Elisha. Elijah with a J. Just like Jesus, okay? Jah. Elijah. <laughs> Elijah. Praise God. Let's pray before we get into the word and, and dissect what the Lord has for us today. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you, God, for providing, God, providing a time such as this for us to grow, a time for us to know more about you, God. Thanks for, thank you for providing a summer where we could get to know you more and be set on fire for you and your kingdom, God, in Jesus' name. Have your way. Amen. All right, so. I'm not going to read the whole story because it's a pretty long story. But when I, I want to give you guys a summary. Let me read this verse right here to get you guys get you guys' mind a little into what we're talking about. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 23. Elijah says this. Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves. And let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. Now, it's pretty clear that Elijah's giving him a little uh, competition, huh? He's like, okay, well, you get your you get your bull, I'll get my bull. You could take the first pick, whatever. And he's like, you know, we'll put our bull on the altar, because that's what they had to do. They were, they were trying to see whose God is really God because um, they wanted the God of Israel to be exalted. Let me first give you a little history of why he's doing this. So Elijah was a prophet. And if you don't know what a prophet is, a prophet is a man from the Bible who is the voice of God to the people. So let's say if, look at this microphone. Do you see it? This is, a, this is what a prophet is, okay? The prophet, God speaks into the prophet, the prophet gives it away, okay? So that's what a prophet is. A prophet speaks on behalf of God. Now, Elijah was pretty upset because the Israelites, God's holy people, were walking away from God. 
they abandoned God and they started worshiping this God called Baal. Everybody say Baal. Yeah, not like bailing out of jail, okay, but Baal. Baal was a uh, God of the fertility. He called down rains, lightning, storms, all that good stuff. So Elijah was upset. He's like, why is God's people walking away from God and they're worshiping this other Neanderthal, this other God that they so-called God. So he's like, you know what? Bring them over here. We're going to call a meeting right now. So that's the first thing Elijah does. He calls a meeting and he's like, okay, you guys are abandoning the Lord and you want to worship this God. So he also called 450 of Baal's prophets. So it was Elijah standing alone against 450 other prophets that are saying, our God is real God, guys. You don't know what you're talking about. But Elijah's like, nah. He calls this meeting. He calls the 450 prophets. He calls the Israelites, which are God's people, right? You guys know that Israelites are God's people? And he, he challenges them. Like, okay, you think your God is right? Let's see whose God is really right. So the prophets of Baal, they prepare their altar for the Lord over here. Just to get this mental picture, this is the prophet of Baal's altar on this side, okay? And on this side is the prophet of God, okay? The altar of God right here. So, he's, so they prepare their bull on their altar. He says, set fire to it. We prepare ours. We say, set fire to it. Elijah is ready to go. He calls this meeting a Mount Karma, which is already a holy and sacred place for this God called Baal, the, the false God. And they build their altar there. And he says, give it a go. That was the history of it. Want you, I, he, I want you to hear what the prophet Elijah says to the Israelites. You guys remember when I said the Israelites walked away from God? This is what he tells them. And pay close attention because this is very important. I want you guys to hear this. He said this to the Israelites. How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. Elijah's giving the Israelites two options. He's not saying have a little of this, have a little of that. He's saying you got to choose. Is it going to be Baal or is it going to be God? If you worship Baal, then go ahead and worship Baal. But if you worship God, worship God. Don't be in between. You know, this, this, he's upset. He's like, he's ready to give them how it is. There's no lukewarm. You guys know what a lukewarm person is? Person who's half in and half out. No, you got to be 100%. So imagine when he says that. If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. And then the, he, he ch gives this challenge to really prove who's God. And this is any old challenge. This is, this is a challenge for 450 prophets and him. I want to give you guys some pointers for what's really going on, okay? Um, Elijah, he prepares the altar for his God, for the Lord, Yahweh of the time. He puts 12 stones around it. He builds a trench around it. A trench is like a crevice where water could go in. And then he not only builds the altar with the bull, he says pour four buckets of four, ga four gallons of water on it. And they pour it on. He says, you know what, do it again. They pour more water on it. How many know that when you try to light a fire, if the wood is wet, it's not going to work? Anybody ever try that, light a fire? Wood's wet? One person? I was actually camping last week, and it was a little rainy, and it was really extremely hard to light this fire because 
the, the wood was moist. So I kind of know what he's talking about. But he was so confident, the prophet Elijah was so confident that this fire was going to happen, that God is going to provide the lightning. Now, why am, I preaching, why am I preaching this story to you guys? It has to do with how committed are you to God, okay? Now, remember, the first thing that Elijah said was, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, then you follow him. I want to let you guys know that God is also serious about this. The outcome of the story is that the one true God will light the altar on fire, right? Now, as you evaluate yourselves, which I really want you to evaluate yourselves, are you able to receive the fire of God? Because God is not going to set fire to this altar over here where there's 450 prophets all lying to people, lying to the Israelites. And there's only one prophet over here. If you're hanging in between, God is not going to set you on fire because only one of these bulls that is chopped up into pieces that are on this altar is going to set the fire. Only one. As you evaluate your life, I want you to ask yourself, which side are you on? Are you on the side where the 450 prophets are? Probably where everyone else is at. Or this one person. You could, you could try to think about your schooling. If you're in school and you're going with the ways of the world, you're going with what everybody else is doing, and it seems, oh, that seems kind of cool, you know? But then when it comes to God, it's like, you know what? That seems cool too. I want to do both. Why can't I do both? Maybe I could do both. You could get away with doing both while you're here on earth. But there is an eternity waiting for us, okay? It doesn't, it doesn't end here. Maybe you thought that maybe my heart stops beating, I stop breathing, it's all over. No, there is an eternity. And God is serious. I want you to think about the privilege we have of worshiping God. The privilege we have, because I, I don't know if you guys know about Noah's Ark. When God flooded the earth, he was about to get rid of us all, kill us all, kill them all. He, he regretted making us. So we'll, at least we here, our time on earth, we have a choice to choose. The majority of the prop, the majority of people, which consists of prophets, or this one person. What if Jesus or all the people you know, all the friends you have, was right in front of you? You had one choice, and, and God said, you choose. You could choose to live it up here while you're on this earth, this rock that will soon die one day. Or you could choose an eternal life. Think about that. Evaluate your life. Because you only get one shot, really. There's many chances on this earth, but there's only one life you have. YOLO. <laughs> I'm telling you, do not be like these. Don't be like the world. The Bible explains how we could flirt with the world. We could want some of this. But it, it has nothing to offer us. So my question to you is, which God do you serve? If you're over here, you may say, well, I don't consider my friends to be God or the stuff they do to be God. But think about what they, what they do and how it can be a God. Let's say they, they worship money. Let's say they're, they're too much into having relationships or they're too much into a uh, business of, of, of family. You know, you get caught up in stuff and drama. That could be your God. When you're not looking to the Lord Jesus for peace, that could be your God. Evaluate your life. Which God do you serve? Don't, don't be in between. My second point is you got to be like Elijah, okay? You got to be a prophet. 
You got to be a servant of God, one that's willing to do what the Lord says. What do you think summer fire means? Of course it means to be on fire. Yeah, what does that mean? Have you guys thought about it? It means you have nothing left. It means you're sold out for Jesus. You have a passion inside you that it's only burning and burning. Didn't Elijah have this fire? When he, when he was sick of seeing God's people walk away from God, we all had friends that walked away from Jesus Christ. We've all had friends that have abandoned the faith, and we're like, oh, bro, won't you come back to church? And they ignore your message. It's all right. But Elijah had that fire. He did not want to see the Lord's people walk away from God anymore, so he called this challenge. He has such a passion in him. He has nothing left. He left it all behind, and he said, you know what? Come on. I challenge your God against my God, and you have the best odds. It's on your mountain where your God resides. Your wood is dry. Your altar is dry. Mine is wet. Let's go. He had a passion. He had a fire. He stood up for God. When all the other prophets left, and they worshiped this God called Baal, you know, it's ridiculous. And we could hear this story and say, oh, yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Why would, why would they worship a false God? It's because they were lied to. A lot of us can be lied to, huh? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, if I could, you know, you come to Elevate, and I just, we, we're all praying that each one of you comes to Elevate to receive something from Christ, not from another person sitting next to you. That's what we desire, that you would come here to be set on fire for God, because if you come here for another reason, this fire ain't getting to you. You got to be down like Elijah was. You got to be so confident in Christ you got to be willing to get down. Now, even though I'm explaining to you that you have to leave it all behind like this prophet did, there is a bull in the story. The bull, of course, is the one that's getting sacrificed. The bull is the one that they, um, they're putting on the altar. They cut this bull into pieces. They put it on the altar. I want to explain to you, even though I told you that we are to be like Elijah, we also need to be playing the part of the bull in the story. Because we, too, need to die. Like I said in the beginning, my little friend here left. I don't know where he went, but he was arguing with me. (laughs) But we need to learn how to die. God is not going to set fire to us if we're full of ourselves. If all we think about is ourselves, and we're only uh, dictated by our own thoughts, and all we think about is selfishness. We need to be like this bull because the bull was placed on the altar by the prophet. So my thing is, we need to be as confident and bold as Elijah, but as humble as the bull, enough to say, God, I, I give it all to you. I, I got rid of everything. Everything's behind me. I'm ready to go. And why are you the bull? Because the bull is what the Lord has used to set fire to, to show all these false prophets and false teachers that he is Lord. I want to I let you know what this side did real quick. The side that, that worshipped Baal, they set their altar up, they put the bull on it, and then they started to worship Baal. And they did it from morning until noon, so from like 6 in the morning till 12 o'clock p.m. They were just worshiping, calling, Baal, answer us. Here we are, here we are, answer us. And then Elijah comes along, he's like, you having a problem, bro? Literally, let me, let me see if I can read this something to you. It's so funny when I read it. He says this. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Here we go. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god, right? Perhaps he's in deep thought or busy or traveling. Matter of fact, maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. <laughs> so then they go and they shout louder. They actually start cutting themselves as it was the ritual. Like, God, answer us. Here we are. Here's our blood, you know. Nothing happened. And he's, you know, Elijah's waiting patiently. Then he comes over here. Elijah just says this, this awesome quote. I'll get to that in a second. Yes. No, I'll say the awesome quote right now, actually. This is, what he, this is all he says to God, okay? He said, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Look at the, the attitude of Elijah, the prophet Elijah. He didn't want himself to get the glory. He wasn't like, yeah, I won the competition. No. He, he, he said specifically that he wants them to know who you are. Answer me. For what reason? So that, you, so that they will know you are Lord and God and that you're turning their hearts back again. He wants nothing but the Israelites to turn back to God. He was selfless. He was not selfish. And so with that attitude, is something we should imitate? Yes. We should imitate this attitude where it's like, Lord, use me in my school or wherever you, whatever you're doing this summer. Lord, use me in this activity. Show them that you, Lord, are God. Because you're turning their hearts back again. All those who walked away, all those who have um, never met you, let them come to know you, Lord. So don't forget, we are to the bull because God has to set fire to something. Has that fire inside like Elijah and be as dead to ourself as the bull. Allowing God to completely come down and set fire. Yes, you will. he will answer us. Let me tell you guys something. If you guys are in pride... If you guys are like, oh, I don't need none of this stuff. If you guys come to elevate for another reason than to know more about Jesus and to make Jesus more known to others, then you will not receive the fire. This whole summer will fly by you. You will never understand. I'm serious. You could sit here months and months go by and never catch the fire. Leilani was praying earlier. Let us catch the fire. Here are the instructions. We need to be selfless. We need to put ourselves on the altar and say, Lord... My will is done. Let your will be done. Hold on. God is this side. Let me not go to the prophets of Baal. So we need to be able to go on the altar and die to ourselves and say, God, my will is done. Let your will be done. Let them know who you are, Jesus, because I am not my own. I mean, after all, when you lift your hands in worship, are you not saying, Lord, here I am surrendering to you? Or is it just an act? What do you do? What do you have in your head when you do this? Everybody else is doing it? Oh, look at me. No. We do this as an act of surrender, saying, God, won't you use me? God does want to set you on fire so that the world may know him. We have many countries left. We have many schools in the city left. And, of course, we want to see you guys set on fire. And what does that look like? you got to be as bold as Elijah, as humble as the bull, even though the bull was in pieces. But you got to be that humble where it's like, God, if you want me in pieces, I'll be M&Ms if you want.
You know, we got we to gotta do that. God is willing. God is ready. He's ready to set his lightning strike to hit us, spiritual lightning strike. Okay, you're not going to get zapped. <laughs> but God is ready. If you refuse to be set on fire, you must belong to the frost, false prophets and God is not with you. You must belong to this group in school or this, ba- this group in a basketball court or this group in your park. If you don't want to be set on fire, because then God is not with you if, if, th- if that's what you want. If you want to be on this side, God is not going to follow you there. God already made a, g- given us an awesome option to accept his son Jesus. If we were to say yes to Jesus, then we could avoid all the trouble and the, the, st- the bad stuff the world has. We don't need none of that. Listen to this verse. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. He is good. His, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. The Israelites already made that mistake, and they followed the prophets of Baal. They're like, you know what? If, if God's not answering us, we'll just go with, the, with, with Baal, this false god. They started to believe who this false god is. They conformed. They conformed to the pattern of where they were. Then it took this one prophet to bring them back. Consider this right now as God's voice to you. Your opportunity to come back. For your heart to be turned back to Jesus. Consider this your time. Tomorrow is not promised. You don't know if you're going to see tomorrow. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Remember over here, you're giving up your will. It's only because you've rejected the world. You're putting your eyes on Jesus. Focus your eyes on Jesus. Don't look at what everybody else is doing that is not of God. Focus your eyes on the Lord. What is he saying? What is his plan for my life? Does he have a will for my life? What is the time for me to do? Ask yourself. This is simply allowing you, you know, you come to Elevate. Now is your time to evaluate your life. Do I just keep coming to Elevate because my friends are here? Or should I give it all to Jesus? That's what these altar times are here for in the front. For you to just say, you know, I need prayer for this. I'm, I'm struggling with this. And the only reason why you struggle is because you already decided to give your will up. And for those who have never, who have not been to these altars yet, I challenge you, come tonight. Turn your heart back to him. If you never had the heart of God, then ask for him tonight. Ask for him to light a fire in you. And that involves you getting rid of your, your, yourself. Every selfish ambition, everything that you ever worked up, everything that you ever thought you'd get at Elevate, get rid of it. It's nothing for you. The world has nothing for you. Everything in this world will fade away. Everything will die off. It says in the Bible somewhere that, that this earth will wear out like a garment like a shirt. You will keep wearing it, keep wearing it, then all of a sudden people have started to notice the holes, and they'll be like, you're more holier than Jesus, because you got this shirt on. <laughs> but yes, take what we preached to you this summer. Please, I urge you, I urge you, brothers and sisters, yes, I urge you, take what we preached this summer, take it, evaluate your life, and say, am I ready to, to go to God's side, or do I want to stay here? 
lost, lied to, not knowing where the truth is? Have you walked away from God? And if you have, then I urge you just to walk back and say, God, I'm ready to be that bull. I'm ready to be sacrificed, offering my body as a living sacrifice, walking along this earth already denying myself. Would everybody stand, please? Like I said, everybody, God is ready. God is ready to ignite us. God is ready to set us on fire. Not for our own good. So that people may know him. Elijah makes it very clear that he wanted the bull to be set on fire so that others may know him. Not so that he could win this competition or this challenge. He made it very clear. He wasn't confused. He wasn't confused at all. He had a passion. He had a passion for everybody to turn back to Jesus and to know who God is. Let's close our eyes as we pray. Lord, we come to you humbly approaching your throne, God, in the name of Jesus. We know that you already sent your son down to die for us, God. We know that you already love us, God. We know that you were already the selfless one that put yourself on a cross, and it's as if you were the sacrifice for our sins, and you were. God, show us right now where we lack, where we have abandoned you, God. Show us right now in this time where we have abandoned you, where we have walked away, God, and, and focused on ourselves. Show us in this time, God, where we have been selfish. How have we become so selfish where you... Put yourself on a cross and what we do is walk away like if it never happened. God, forgive us for our apathy. Forgive us for not caring. And this time, God, we offer ourselves as living sacrifices to you, holy and pleasing to you, God, so that you can see that we are selfless on the inside, that we have got rid of ourselves, every ambition that we have had is gone, God. Right now, I want everybody in this room to allow the Lord to speak to them for 30 seconds and ask the Lord this. Lord, where am I selfish that I can't follow you? Right now, 30 seconds. Ask the Lord. Allow him to speak to you. prayer workers up here. Now before we close out, I want you to, whatever the Lord spoke to you, whatever the Lord has put on your heart that you've seen that you actually are selfish. That the reason why you can't catch the fire is that reason that he just told you. If you sincerely ask God, I believe that he sincerely told you. And now what you need to do is respond to God and say, you know what? If I want to catch the fire, God, I need to get rid of this. If it's selfishness, God, I want to get rid of it. If it's I, I hang out with my friends too much, Lord, I want to get rid of it. Allow the Lord to work in your heart tonight.
Let's turn our heart to Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, that you have given yourself up for us, God. I pray that we would understand that we are to give ourselves up for you and your kingdom, God. That's what a relationship is like, God. A relationship is about selflessness, God. If you were selfless enough, God, to go on a cross for us, God, why can't we be selfless enough to say, light me on fire, God, so that others may know you, God, in your mercy? God, with our selfishness, God, we, we bring it before you, God. And we ask that you would burn it, God. Burn it. Burn us. Set us on fire, God, so all this selfishness and pride would leave us. And all we're left with is, all we're left with is something that's holy and pleasing to you, God. As we're walking in this earth as a living sacrifice, O oh Lord. We worship you in this place, God, that you would have the glory. You would have the highest name above every single name. Higher than the God of Baal, God. Higher than these politics, God. Higher than our friends, God. Higher than any sickness that overcomes us, God. That is what you are, God. We lift you high in this place, God, because you deserve it, God. We allow your word to go forth and now return to you void, God. And we humble ourselves before you, God. Right now I'm going to pray a prayer to dismiss this time. And after this prayer, you can come up for prayer if you need it. If you want to put that before the altar of God right here and lay yourself out and say, I want to give it all to Jesus, you can say that. But right now I'm going to pray, Father God, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for who you are. That you did not give up on us even when we walked away from you, God. You still called us and you made us holy. And you called us children, son and daughter. God, I pray that we would be encouraged to live for you, God, and will not take this summer lightly, that we would learn how to seek you and be set on fire, God, and never turn back, Lord. We worship you and we give you the rest of this night. In Jesus' name, and all have said, amen. Come to the altar for prayer if you need it.